0: guys, welcome back to the Sports with Jake and Matt podcast. I am your host, Jake, alongside my co-host, Matt. Matt, how are you doing today?
1: Jake, I am doing fantastic. Um, How are you this evening?
0: Uh, I'm doing pretty good myself, so we're just going to hop straight into it. We're not going to waste no time here. Uh, uh, We're going to mostly talk about NFL Week 17 this podcast. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Multiple different teams are going to be left out. Who's in, who's out. And it's going to be... It's gonna be really interesting, but before we go on to that, Matt, we're gonna talk about a few baseball deals that no one really saw coming. The San Diego Padres are making a lot of moves. They got two really, really nice pitchers in the last forty-eight hours, Matt. What, what like, what's your thoughts on this?
1: So they went out. They went out and picked up a uh, former Cy Young, Blake Snell, and uh, I don't know if I don't. I don't I Honestly, I don't even know if he won the Cy Young, but he's he's still pretty freaking good. Uh, you Darvish as well had a great season with the Cubs last year. Um, to me, I don't honestly, I don't know why, but I could see why. Um, the Padres have been trying to make a push for the past couple years. Um, obviously, they, they do have the pieces to do it. They have Manny Machado, they got this fantastic rookie Fernando Tatis. Um, Atis, tatis, whatever, don't make fun of me. Um, but I think that, that what's been eluding them is their pitching. And I think two Cy Young caliber pitchers like you, Darvish, and Blake Snell, definitely can help. Especially with the performances that they've been doing as a Yankees fan. I'm happy Blake Snell's gone. So uh that's I mean that I guess that's an A plus. Um on second thought. There, yeah, I feel like that. Yeah, there really is no second thought. I feel like the only problem they've had in the past is their pitching, and I feel like this could be the chance to get them over the hump and probably put put them in the playoffs. I mean, they were in the playoffs last year, but uh, that was for a di- this was like a different format. So who knows where they would have been if this was a normal season? But um, yeah, I think it's, it's pretty strong, pretty strong move for the Padres. No one really saw this coming, Jake.
0: Yeah, well, obviously the main concern for the Padres is the Dodgers, who are the defending MLB World Series champions, being in their own division. So, uh, with the normal playoff format, which I'm pretty sure is going to continue in the 2021 season, I do feel like the Padres really need to compete with the Dodgers, and I, I'm not necessarily sure even with these two additions that they can compete that they can compete with the Dodgers. So, uh. The Padres, they're doing their best, but the only thing holding them back is the other teams in their division.
1: Yeah, i I definitely do agree, especially with the pressure of having the World Series champion in your division. Obviously, that team is so strong in in uh, in LA. So I think they this is the I, I feel like this is the chance for the uh, the Padres to honestly. I could, who knows, they could win the division. I, I could see them shock the world here. But uh, yeah, they're really they're they're really building a great team over there in San Diego.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't necessarily be a shock either because, you know, their offense last year was really good. Um, but, again, like you said, their pitching was really their weakness. But uh, getting out and getting two really good starting pitchers uh, is going to be really good, especially come playoff time. You do need uh, a guy like Blake Snow who could really just strike out anyone and get, get outs when they're needed in the playoffs. You see a lot of contending teams going after that type of player. So, Uh, The Padres, they can realistically win a playoff series, but again, their playoff series will most likely be against the Dodgers, so I'm not sure if they can win that playoff series, but again, it wouldn't shock me if they win the division, it it wouldn't shock me if they made the wild card either, and it wouldn't shock me if they won the wild card game, so yeah, I, I really am looking forward to this Padres team.
1: And I, I also think, I don't know if we forgot to mention, but they have great defense behind this now new great pitching. So obviously there's they had a glow, they had gold gloves all over the field. So I think there's, there's that to look out for too.
0: All right, so with that being out of the way, with the only other segment other than football, we're going to jump right into football, starting with our Giants and more specifically the NFC Least, as we like to call it. So uh, the current scenario, I'm just going to lay it out, right, if you don't know, which, uh, you know, a few of you might not know. So Washington and Philadelphia play on Sunday Night Football, and the Giants and the Cowboys play, uh, you know, at 1 o'clock, right? So that doesn't matter. Uh, Philadelphia is eliminated. There's no way they can win the division. And the Giants would need a Washington loss and a win, for them to make the playoffs, and Dallas needs a Washington loss and a Dallas win to make the playoffs. Also, Washington is in control of their own destiny. They just need to win the game, and they're in. So, But also, if they lose, they're out. So it's basically a playoff game for all three of these teams in Week 17. So, Matt, I'm just going to ask, what are your predictions? And it's okay if you're biased.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask if it's okay if I'm biased. But uh, first off, this has been very, very annoying. And second thought, even last year, I mean, Dallas, they won the division last year, or whoever won the division last year, at like 8-8 eight eight or something like that.
0: Yeah, Philly so won 9-7, and, and Dallas went 8-8. Eight and eight, So
1: Yeah, yeah, so Philly went 9-7. So, so we kind of have, I mean, it's not as good, but we kind of have the same situation here. Just five times worse. But... Um, as you said before, this is basically a playoff game for every single team except Philly, so I kind of find it annoying how uh, the football team and the Eagles play at uh, 8 o'clock because then I have to wait. Then we have to wait. Uh, but, um, yeah, my predictions, um, honestly, i I go biased. It all depends on – so I'm talking about the Giants and the Cowboys. It all depends on how Andy Dalton starts. Because, out the gate, the past couple weeks he's done pretty well. I mean, take uh, for example, like when he played against Philly, uh, when they played against San Francisco, they were they all went out to hot starts, and especially when they went out and played Cincinnati in his home, in his uh, former home. So I think it's it's really the momentum in the beginning of the game. Um, to be honest with you, Jake, and I'm gonna say it again. Why? Why is Daniel Jones starting? Like I understand he's our starting quarterback, and obviously he's a second year rookie. But I, I, I still don't. I don't know. I, I really don't know because he he really has no pocket presence. If he, when he tries to escape, it doesn't really work. I mean, half the time it does, but I, I'm I'm still on the fence with that. So yeah, for the Giants in Dallas, it's all about momentum, and a uh, football team in the Eagles. Um, Jalen Hurts. Uh, give, don't get me. Don't get me wrong. Jay, this kid is great. He's, he's gonna be. He's gonna be very good. Um, is he gonna be the starter next year? That we don't know. Is Carson Wentz gonna stay? Obviously, we don't know that either. But he's definitely shown interest that he does not want to be there if he's still the backup. Um, and uh, the football team. Jake. They they released hit. Uh, they released Haskins earlier. Uh, last week. Um. So that's going to be interesting to see uh, who even is the starter. If it's Alex Smith, um, I pray for his leg or whatever happened to him. But, um, yeah, for that one, I'm going to – I don't know. I want them to lose. I want the football team to lose. I just think they're a stronger team. And my prediction is they win. But as a biased Giants fan, I do not want that to happen.
0: Okay, so now – so – the I'm pretty sure the line for the Cowboys Giants game is three points for Dallas, so you know, Dallas is obviously the favorite going into this game, but I have full confidence in the Giants to defeat this hot Cowboys team. Uh you gotta give credit to the Cowboys. They're four and two in their last six games, they're playing really well. So you gotta give credit, you know, where they need it. But listen, the Giants put up thirty four the last time they saw the Cowboys, and that was in Dallas. Um, the Giants' defense is not going to let up more than 34 points to Andy Dalton. Uh, This defense has much improved since their last meeting, and I feel like the offense has kind of improved from their last meeting. The last time we played, we had kind of like a weird scenario at running back where we had just signed Devonta Freeman, and he was kind of learning the system. But, uh... Yeah, so now we Wayne have Wayne, now we have Wayne Gallman, who's kind of the reincarnation of God. So Wayne
1: Train, Wayne Train. Uh,
0: I really do. I really do think the Giants will win this game, even from a non-biased perspective. I just think the the Giants just have an advantage on defense, and uh, as good as Andy Alton has been playing, I don't think he's gonna be able to stop the. Isn't it's like. He might be able to score some points, but that Cowboys defense is not does not look good. Also, for the other game, the football team against the Eagles, if if Alex Smith does not come back and they have to start Taylor Heineke, the football team's in trouble. Like they're in some big trouble. Um, so for and for the Eagles, even though they're out, it's going to be an important game for whoever starts at quarterback. If it's Jalen Hurts, you know, he didn't win the Dallas game. He's kind of, you know, he kind of, like, you know, came under expectations, kind of. I think Eagles fans expected to win that game. So he's going to be playing for his spot as the quarterback. Or if Carson Wentz starts, which that also is a possibility, that Carson Wentz is going to be playing for his job, and he's going to be playing extra hard. And you even saw... Like, the football team failed to score a bunch of points against a weak Panthers defense with Haskins. And I do believe that Haskins, as bad as he's been playing, is better than Taylor Heideke. So, I really I really do believe the Eagles will win this game, and I think the Giants come out of the division. Um, I, do, I am aware that it's probably biased, but you have to look at it that way. The football team, they just lost to the Panthers. Um, they lost to the Seahawks, too. I know the Seahawks are good, but like, you know, it it has to mess with your psyche a little bit. I I really do believe the Giants are coming out of this division, so I hope I'm right. You know, it'd suck if I'm wrong. So, yeah, that's really my opinions on it. And you know, I don't think the Giants will win a playoff game. It will most likely be against Tampa, and we almost beat Tampa earlier in the year, but I'm really I'm really just not sure. I don't think we're gonna win a playoff game, but I do think we'll make the playoffs, Matt.
1: Yeah. Um, obviously, yeah, there there is a lot of there's a lot of uh questions to be asked with this division, which is why we call it the NFC least. So there yeah, I guess again we'll have to wait and see. There's a lot of I could say there's a lot of carnage and destruction. So that's that's just my final thought.
0: Okay, so we're gonna stick to the NFC. So every single team we're about to talk about would easily win the NFC East, but you know they're not in the NFC East, and they're fighting for wild card spots. So uh, Tampa Bay has secured a wild card spot, so they they're not they don't have to be worried about in this scenario. However, Arizona, the Rams, and the Bears somehow um, are all Fighting for two playoff spots. the The most likely scenario is that the Rams make one of them. But Matt, what? Who? Who's going to be in the playoffs? Wild card teams or the NFC?
1: Um. So, the Rams. It's it's a very crooked. It's a very weird situation. So, uh, the Bears are also a possibility to be a wild card team as well. Um, which is very. Very weird considering the fact that this team started, what was it, like 5-1, and 4-1, and one, lost like the next five or six games and kind of stepped it up again. So it, it'll be interesting to see because they're 8-7. and seven, So they're not eliminated. There's still a chance that they make the playoffs. So to me, uh, Mr. Trubisky, uh, he's definitely looked a little better. Obviously, uh, the first half of the year when they did not play so hot, uh, uh, it obviously took a toll on the team. They had to go to Nick Foles. Um, so at some point, I think that just hit uh, Trubisky in the head. It was a slap in the face. He's like, I need to turn around and fix myself. So I think I honestly, I think they become a strong playoff team. Uh, well, not, I wouldn't say four, five, but obviously six or seven. Um, Other than that, uh, the Rams, I, 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 I am confident in the Rams, even though they just lost again. Uh, they didn't even put up a touchdown, may I add, but, I think they can. I think they can make it. Obviously, they have a better record than the Bears, so I think they're strong too.
0: Yeah. So, can we can we start off by saying maybe Mitch Trubisky isn't as bad as we think, because as when Matt Nagy is the coach and Mitch Trubisky is there, the Bears are twenty five and twelve with Mitch Trubisky as the quarterback. That's listen. I'm not arguing that he's the most talented guy in the world he's pretty obviously not but he wins games he definitely wins games um you know the bears started out 5 and 1 went to 5 and 7 and now they're 8 and 7 so you know that's a bit of a weird swing but if they beat the if they beat the packers that's a really really great swing of momentum going into the playoffs and depending on matchup you can even see the bears winning a playoff game which, if you told someone that three weeks ago, you, you, I don't, I don't even know. I don't think anyone expected this from the Bears. Literally, like three or four weeks ago, we were doing a podcast and we listed top ten worst teams in the NFL, and we both had the Bears. And now they just had a, did a full one eighty, and they're going back into the playoff picture.
1: So I'll tell you this. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so right, I'll tell you this. I didn't even, I didn't even believe they would win a playoff game in the beginning of the year, and they were playing good.
0: Yeah. So, listen, Trubisky's doing well. They've scored 30 points in the last three games. Like, they're putting up points, and their defense is doing – you know, their defense is still top 10. Um, the defense never really went away. It was just their offense, which is so eye-piercingly bad. So, I mean, yeah. listen, the two – there's two games, Arizona versus the Rams. Um, both might be playing with backup quarterbacks. I know the Rams are – And Kyler Murray's status is up for question. So they might both be playing with backup quarterbacks. And then Green Bay-Chicago, I mean, I think Green Bay is going to take that game. So if Arizona wins and Green Bay loses, um, I mean, and then if Green Bay wins, so Arizona win and Green Bay win, I'm pretty sure then it's Arizona and the Rams in the playoffs. If the Rams win and Chicago wins, that's obviously the Rams and Chicago. If it's Arizona and Chicago win, then it's Arizona and Chicago and the Rams miss. So it's really interesting. I do think that Arizona will win if they have Kyler Murray. If not, I do think the Rams will win just because they're better structurally and the Cardinals rely on Kyler Murray more than the Rams do on Jared Goff. So with... With Murray in, I take the Cardinals. With Murray out, I take the Rams. But I think either way, the Bears lose. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, my official prediction, because I do think Kyler Murray is going to get back on the field, it's going to be an Arizona win and a Green Bay win, which I'm pretty sure makes the Rams either the six or seven seed and the Cardinals the six or seven seed. And I think the Bears will miss. But you got to give credit to the Bears. They. They've made a great turnaround.
1: Then who's the, who's the five?
0: The Buccaneers. They've, like clinched that five. Yes, they are Pretty
1: clin- sure. Okay, yeah. I should have known that. Actually, no. Okay. If
0: the Rams win and the Buccaneers lose, I don't know who the Buccaneers are playing, then the Rams get the five. But, yeah. The, Rams, the Buccaneers clinched.
1: Yeah, all right. That makes more sense. All right, um... My predictions, I guess. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't know the status of Kyler Murray. All I know is, uh, Jared Goff had surgery on his thumb, so that's he's going out. He's not playing. I don't even know who their starter is. It, I it's I don't like even John know his with name. like
0: Wolford or something. I
1: don't know. That that probably that sounds right to me. Um. So again, it I guess it is depending on the status of Kyler Murray. Uh, I I I do think. We haven't seen much of uh, whatever his whatever the quarterback's name is for the Rams. Um, so I think the Cardinals get this win if Kyler Murray plays. If Kyler Murray doesn't play, it could be a tight one. We don't even know. It, honestly, it could be low scoring for all we know. But I think the Cardinals get the win with Kyler Murray. Uh, Green Bay Chicago. Um, like we said before, I don't even see... Like it has been a very weird swing for the Bears. They they won a couple, they lost a couple, and they've won a couple in a row. Um, yeah. To be fair, they did play the Jags last weekend. I don't know if that makes any different, but
0: but a a win, yeah, I know.
1: don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if um, yeah, I don't know if they, I don't know if they get this win this time. But going up against against a tough team uh with the with the Packers, so I think the Packers get the win and. uh I don't know. Would they secure the one seed? Who knows?
0: Yeah, so we're going to talk about a little bit more. That's a great segue to our next part. Can the Seahawks or the Saints possibly steal the one seed from Green Bay? So uh, with that, Green Bay, who is and 12-3, and the Seattle and New Orleans are both 11-4, and and I'm pretty sure both of those teams have the tiebreaker on Green Bay. So... If Green Bay oh, loses, they're think, in trouble. I
1: think the Packers beat the Saints.
0: Oh, yeah. So, I think the Seahawks can take it, but not the Saints.
1: Then, I yeah. think. Because earlier, yeah, earlier this year, the Packers beat the Saints.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. I think
1: the, so, the Seahawks would be the only legitimate thing.
0: So, yeah. So, if the Seahawks win, who well, I'm pretty sure they're playing, the 49ers. Which, I, oh. think, I think they'll win that game. And... The you know, the Packers are obviously playing the Bears, like we explained before. And they lose and Seattle wins. Seattle out of all teams are the one seed, and that's a big advantage. Um uh Seattle did play really well last week and they are kind of deserving of the one seed, especially how they've been taking down some good teams. But uh Yeah. I I don't think it's possible though. I think Green Bay is gonna win.
1: Um, we talked about before how how they've played uh very weak teams like the entire NFC East and they've they've lost their one by very uh very small margins so I don't know it, it's it's definitely if they get it oh they if they get the one seed great they deserve it obviously they've been playing very well as of late but um it, it it's, it's gonna it's gonna come down to which Seahawks team we see the uh the out the the fire out like to come out the box firing team or the very slow team the slow, the team that we we haven't get we don't get offense until like late so I guess it's all it's all on momentum
0: yeah so with the one seed obviously big advantage a recent rule change there's only one team that gets a first round buy instead of two but that also allows another team to make the playoffs so. I mean, I guess it's kind of a win-lose type thing. I don't know, but yeah, I think Green Bay gets the bye, and the Chiefs obviously clinch the bye in the AFC. Speaking of the AFC, we're going to go over five games that will make a difference in the playoff picture, and then who is the odd man out? So I'm just going to explain what we're going to kind of do. So there are five teams in the in the AFC, that haven't clinched, but can realistically get a spot. So, sort of with Tennessee, they haven't clinched, but they've kind of clinched. Like, they they would need a, a disaster scenario for them to miss the playoffs, but they're technically not clinched. Uh, and then the other teams that need to win in order for them to get in is Indianapolis, Baltimore, Cleveland, and Miami. So, Miami is playing Buffalo, which is tough. Cleveland's playing Pittsburgh, which... Mason Rudolph is the starter, so it's not as tough as people think, but it's still kind of a tough game. Baltimore's playing Cincinnati. I don't have many concerns, even though they've won two in a row. And Indianapolis against Jacksonville. I mean, they lost the last time they played in Week 1. So maybe Indianapolis loses, but I think this is going to be an easy game for them. And then Tennessee against Houston. That's an easy game for Tennessee. So, Matt, we're going to start off with Miami versus Buffalo. Who do you think is going to win that? Because there is actually a lot of, you know, talk about who's going to win that game. So I just want to hear your opinion.
1: Now, the Bills locked up the division, correct? Yes. Okay, so that's out the window. But, yes, it is very tough. It'll be a very tough game. Um, I'm assuming they're going to start Josh Allen, um, which, quite frankly, is probably the best option for the Bills if they want to get a higher seed. But yeah, he's been playing great as of late. I mean, he went to he went to Foxborough on Monday, and I saw a meme. He threw more touchdowns in that game than Cam Newton has all season in that stadium. So he went out and showed himself. Um, Miami, they came off a what a win that was, Jake. When uh, what was it? It was Mac Hollins with that weird catch, and then a face mask, and then a late flag at the end. There uh, gave uh, Jason Sanders money, man the uh, game-winning kick. So that was a very great ending to that game. I watched that game on Saturday night. Very, very entertaining. So coming off very entertaining wins. Well, I wouldn't say the Bills are entertaining. That was dominance over there. But coming off wins in general, uh, you know, it, honestly, again, I'm going to say it again. It's all about momentum. But I think the Bills have so much momentum on their back. I mean, they won the division. They, they're like a top-three seed there's a lot on their back right now, and I think they, they can carry it against, honestly, a very tough Miami Dolphins team. I mean, last week when um, when we had Michael on from uh, the Next Network, he talked about how Xavier Howard, he's, he's been like the top, one of the top corner, one of the top defensive backs in the league this year, and I definitely agree. Um, so, obviously, the Bills have a tough task playing against the Dolphins defense. But who knows they either knock the door down and and keep it open and they keep it open or they or the door's locked in front of their face and they and they end up losing the game so that's my take
0: yeah so i again buffalo is obviously the favorite but a lot of people do think Miami will win uh personally it we'll have to see because i feel like pittsburgh starting mason rudolph is kind of like a surrender Being like, okay, you can get the two-seed. We'll just keep the three-seed. We want our home playoff game. And that's all we really care about. And, you know, Big Ben obviously needs a rest. He's an older guy. So they're not going to be playing him. But uh, I feel like Pittsburgh starting Mason Rudolph is kind of waving the white flag for the two-seed. So I I do kind of see Buffalo maybe... uh, resting some of their players and if they do that this is going to be a miami win but if they don't and if the bills go full speed they try to get 13 and 3 lock up the two seed this is going to be a buffalo win because um quite frankly they are playing like the best team in football right now um so yeah the chiefs have to watch out for the bills they're really scary um before you know the chiefs were the consensus number one you can make a realistic argument that the Bills are the best team in football now. I couldn't say that a couple weeks ago.
1: So. Yeah, I mean, obviously things have changed. So there's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of momentum riding on the Bills' back. So I th- honestly, yeah, uh, who knows what happens? Who knows?
0: Yeah, so we're going to move on. Uh, speaking of Pittsburgh and waving the white flag, again, they are going to bench Mason Rudolph, but they are playing Cleveland who desperately needs a win to keep their playoff hopes alive. If Cleveland wins, they are in. I forgot to mention Miami. If Miami wins, they are in. Um Cleveland coming off an embarrassing loss to the Jets. I know they didn't have their receivers because of COVID, but come on, guys. You couldn't beat the Jets. Um like that's embarrassing. You need to beat the Jets. So listen, Cleveland coming off a tough loss. Pittsburgh coming off a really nice win. Even with Big Ben out, I can see Pittsburgh, you know, rolling on the momentum and maybe forcing an upset. However, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that uh, the Browns will highly um, rely on Baker Mayfield in this game, considering that Pittsburgh has a really good rush defense. And I also believe that this is going to end up in a Cleveland win. Because, again, I don't think Big Ben's the only person they're arresting. I feel like they are going to rest a couple of other defensive pieces. So, again, Cleveland win, in my opinion. Matt, what is your opinion?
1: So, to me, I, um, I think it's all dependent on uh, the receivers for Cleveland. Like you said before, they were not... Out there, they had practice. They signed some practice squad guys to the main. Uh, they, uh, what's it called? They added them up to the main roster. And uh, obviously, they uh, they didn't have the ex- the the same experience as the same guys that we expect on the field, uh, like Jarvis Landry and uh, and uh, Jonathan Peoples Jones. But, um, oh yeah, also Rashard Higgins. You can't forget Rashard Higgins. But, um, yeah, it, it's it's. I think to me, it's all it's all about the receivers' health. Uh, Baker Mayfield obviously had some trouble. Um, the run game was not the same that it was last week. I think they got to get that going as well with Dick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Um, which, uh, which is top 10 in leagues. It's, it's pretty freaking good. Um, but yeah, again, again, it's all about Baker Mayfield. He did not have his day. Obviously no receivers, so that's what else are you supposed to do. But again, yeah, it's all about the receivers over there. And, uh, if Mason Rudolph can, uh, do the, uh, do the unthinkable, and beat this uh, pretty good Browns defense, which, I gotta admit, is pretty good. But, uh, yeah, it's all about momentum again, I think, in the receivers for Cleveland, for me.
0: Yeah, um, you know, the biggest storyline from this game is obviously the rematch, Mason Rudolph versus Miles Garrett. Um, I'm really looking forward to this fight. In my opinion, TKO from Miles Garrett, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is gonna be a be a close fight. Maybe three rounds, I think, Rudolph wins. <laughs> but I think Garrett will win the fight. Anyway, we're going to move on to a game that, you know, we we just listed it. We all know who's going to win. Baltimore or Cincinnati. However, Cincinnati, they've won their last two games. One against a good Pittsburgh team. Uh, Matt, we don't got to talk about this too much. You know, Baltimore's going to win pretty handily. Baltimore has been playing well. They've won their last five games, I'm pretty sure. And... If again, if Baltimore wins, they're in no matter what. Yeah. So a team that is not in no matter what Indianapolis. So the Colts, my beloved Colts, I love this team so much, and I've like praised them. And then they lost to the Steelers, and now they're not even in con- in control of their own destiny. In order for Indianapolis to win, they would need them to win, of course, and then they'd also need either a Baltimore loss, a Cleveland loss or Miami loss, if any of those teams lose, then Indianapolis is in. Now, again, this it would be tough for Indianapolis to lose to Jacksonville. However, they did lose week one. That was Jacksonville's only win, was week one against the Colts. And now it's week 17, and Jacksonville only has one win. So, this Jacksonville team, they're not good. I'm pretty sure they're starting Mike Glennon again. So, you know, yeah. This is going to be an Indianapolis win, but I'm disappointed that they can't even control their own destiny. They have to root for one of three teams to lose. So we're just going to go on to one more game before we reveal which team will not make the playoffs, in our opinion. Tennessee versus Houston. If Tennessee wins, they're in, and if Tennessee loses, they'd need a nightmare scenario from the miss the playoffs. So... I think Tennessee will win anyway, and that will be that. So Matt, is there anything you got to add for the last couple games we uh, just talked
1: about? No, I yeah, I do think Tennessee is going to get that win, and uh, I, I think yeah, you're right. If they did lose, it'd be there'd be a disaster needs to be happening. I mean, obviously this team is very strong. I mean, they they basically have the best running back in the league with Derrick Henry, and uh, Riot Teddy. Yeah, I'm gonna say it again. A lot of people have not been talking good about Ryan Tannehill until until the last couple weeks. And uh, I kind of said earlier, I, I said in the beginning of the season, I was like, okay, he's gonna be the mo- he's gonna be the most underrated quarterback this year because I'm tell I'm telling you, he's gonna be gonna be very good. This team, and, and he's clearly showed it. I mean, he's rushed for a couple touchdowns, a couple last uh, past couple weeks. He definitely showed he's more confident than he was couple uh, last uh, last year even though they went to the uh, AFC Championship game. But uh, yeah, I think this guy, uh, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, are going to power the uh, Titans to victory. And uh, with Houston, it's, it's, it's weird because they're not in the playoffs anymore, and a lot of people were expecting them to be here. They were expecting them to be in the playoffs. But when you lose your top receiver for a running back that basically let's just say he's always injury prone um yeah you're not going to get very far like and i understand like okay, you're like firing your coach you're trying to get a restart which honestly it, it seemed like you were doing good like a couple weeks into the the new coaching role but uh yeah it's not going to work out for uh the texans uh the ten- the tennessee nightmare scenario yeah let's just say Let's just say they need a win. Uh, yeah, that's really what they need to be focused on. They need to get a win and against the Titans, against the Texans' defense, where it's not—I don't even know how good this defense is anymore. Like JJ Watt, okay, he's he's pretty good, but where where even is this defense, Jay?
0: Yeah, the defense has kind of disappeared for the Texans. Um, you know, going into the year, I hadn't going to the AFC Championship game, um, but. You know, that obviously didn't happen. Um, this defense just had a total collapse from the inside out. So, you know, I'm disappointed in Houston, but they they don't even have a pick to make, to make up for it. They traded their pick for Laramie Tunzel a year ago, and that pick is to Miami. And they're going to get even better next year. I expect Miami to do extremely well next year, especially with Brian Flores as their coach. So... Who is the odd man out in the AFC? So I'm going to break this down game by game. So Buffalo versus Miami, I think Buffalo is going to win. So that sucks for Miami. I um, agree. Cleveland versus Pittsburgh. Um, with, Mason Ru- with Mason Rudolph starting, I'm going to give it to Cleveland. So that's good for Cleveland. Baltimore-Cincinnati, I think Baltimore wins. Jacksonville Indianapolis I think Indianapolis wins. Tennessee versus Houston Tennessee wins. So the odd man out in this situation is the Miami Dolphins. So I really like Miami. I feel like I feel like they're a really interesting team. Um they have a really great special teams. Um they have the most turnovers in the NFL, I think, like forced turnovers. And yeah. Again, next year, they're a surefire, 100% playoff team. But this year, I don't think it's it. And before I say another thing, I want to, like, I was really interested because I watched the Saturday game against the Raiders when they basically put in Ryan Fitzpatrick as, like, kind of, like, a relief pitcher. Like, Tua wasn't even doing that bad, but they kind of just needed an extra spark of energy. And, listen, I really liked it. So, what you have to understand is that Tua... And Ryan Fitzpatrick are, like, complete opposites. Tua, you know, is a mobile guy. He's a bit safe. He doesn't throw uh, many balls past 20 yards because it's just not his thing. You know, he likes to keep it short, sweet, and simple. Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, he's more prone to turnovers, but he can throw the ball deep. He's not really afraid of that kind of thing. And he does what he's got to do down the field. So they're complete opposite quarterbacks. And depending on the situation you need, like, I don't think – Tua makes that throw that Fitzpatrick made when he was getting his like uh, face mask pulled down and he just yep. threw the ball on target. I don't think Tua makes that throw, but Fitzpatrick did. And on that drive, uh, even if Tua was in the previous drive, I I would put in Fitzpatrick because he is better at the two-minute offense. He can throw the ball down the field and, and like that. So, Matt, before you reveal your odd man out, in the AFC, like, like, do, do you see this being like a strategy in the NFL where they kind of have like two quarterbacks that have a, two different roles? Cause I've never seen that before. And that might become a new thing in the future.
1: Um, obviously I do agree with the fact that they were trying to get some spark back into the game. I mean, they were losing and it, it obviously came down to the last drive. If you weren't, you guys weren't watching. but do I like it i i mean I, I guess it just it's it's very interesting to me but uh I guess it's all about where the people where the game is like if you're down by a lot or i don't know no it's like if your quarterback's tired if he's injured and like you said before he wasn't even tool wasn't even playing that bad but um do I see this in the future not really I don't even know i i don't even know if I've seen that before but It's a very interesting concept to understand. Yeah, it is like a relief pitcher. But, um, yeah, it was a very interesting thing. And I think they needed Fitzpatrick. Like you said, I don't know if Tua makes that throw. Especially when you're being yanked by your face mask. I don't think Tua makes that throw at all. So, um, yeah, it it is a very interesting thing.
0: All right. So, Matt, I would like you to you know, break down each game and who do you think is going to be left out of the playoffs in the AFC, unfortunately? All
1: right, so, all right, what was it? So it was, was uh, Buffalo-Miami. Um, obviously, I think Buffalo does get the win. It, it'll be a very tight matchup, don't get me wrong. I think they're playing a very tough defense, which, honestly, Buffalo really hasn't played in a couple weeks since Pittsburgh, when they played Pittsburgh. That That was arguably a good defense. Uh, they'll be playing a tough matchup. I do think they get the win, though. Um, Baltimore-Cincinnati. Uh, like we said before, Cincinnati's won a couple games in a row. Um, they even beat the Steelers, for that matter. But uh, uh, do they get this win uh, against Lamar, who looks like Lamar from last year? I do not see that happening whatsoever. I mean, I thought it was going to not happen. I thought the Giants were going to get the job done. Uh, obviously, that didn't happen either. But, yeah, so I think uh, Baltimore gets the win. Uh, Tennessee Houston uh, Tennessee uh, gets obviously gets the win and what am I leaving out here?
0: I think that's it or maybe Indianapolis
1: yeah Indianapolis uh, they're playing Jacksonville yeah, they're playing Jacksonville whatever uh no <laughs> just just no they're not gonna lose uh, my odd man out um, obviously with the with everybody winning those games I think, they're they're really, it's really tough to figure out because the Ravens have just slipped in. The Colts are on the verge of what are they going to do? The dolphins are in a weird situation as well. So honestly, I think my odd man out and I'm going to go with you, Jake, I think it's the dolphins and I'm not saying this to be cruel. I'm not saying this because they're a bad team. They're a great team. There's a lot in store for this team in the near, in its near future. Um, I just don't see it right now. And especially when you lose, when you're losing, I don't see you win. You can't, if you're, if you lose to the bills, makes it even more tough for your team. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick the dolphins. Don't get me wrong. They got that pick. I think they're going to be great next year. Don't get me wrong there. It's just, I don't, I don't, I don't see it this year.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm going to add, if everyone wins that we, if Miami wins, Cleveland wins, Baltimore wins, Indianapolis wins, and Tennessee wins, Indianapolis would miss because they don't have the tiebreaker. I don't know how you tiebreak, like, five teams. Like, I'm no expert on that. Um, It's kind of weird to me how you can, you know, decipher, like, five different teams because this team beat this team, but it doesn't matter because that happened. So I don't really know, but listen, it's it will be tough for every team. So you never know. Uh, I can really easily see Cleveland losing. I can really easily see everyone winning and Indianapolis missing. So, we're really going to have to see. So, now we're going to move on. I wasn't planning on doing this this week because um, we're one week away from the playoffs and it's kind of pointless because we're going to do our playoff predictions next Wednesday. But so much happened week 16 that I kind of have to. So, Matt, why don't you introduce everybody what we are going to do for the final segment. I'm sure it's not a surprise to anyone.
1: All right, so we're gonna go to the tradition, the great tradition of this podcast. Jake, it is our favorite segment where so much controversy, so much, so much hatred, and success comes into this, this segment of the podcast. Guys, these are top ten NFL teams. We should have like some theme song at this point. We've done this so many times. We have to. Have it's have our favorite. Song. I'm gonna look into that. We're gonna yeah. have a theme song. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to find something for that. This is our. One of our favorite times of the po- one of our favorite segments of the podcast. So obviously you guys know the rules. It is gonna go ten, ten, nine, nine, eight, eight. Uh, you know the rules. Uh, Jake, why don't you kick us off? Okay, so my number ten
0: is Cleveland. So does does the loss against the Jets um really bother me? No, it didn't bother me against the Rams. So. I mean this Cleveland team uh they're kind of one dimensional. They can beat you in like one way. I, again, Baker Mayfield not not the greatest, but he has been playing well recently. Um run. They have to run the ball. If they come up against a team with a poor rush defense, you will lose because they're just going to run the ball. Uh Baker Mayfield he can make a few plays, but uh this secondary uh isn't all that. So I mean, they got a they got a ceiling, but they're good enough to make the top ten. So, Matt, what is your number ten?
1: Um, my number ten is the Indianapolis Colts. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, you shamed me last time for putting them on, uh, for putting them off, actually. Um, and I take and I really took that into consideration, and I thought they were gonna win this weekend. Um, But they didn't. But they really showed uh, in the beginning of the game how strong they really are. I guess it was just their defense that just really sold out at the end there. But, yeah, this is a strong team. I'm starting to realize that and see it now. Um, So, yeah, I think they could. Honestly, they'll slip in the playoffs. I think, depending on matchup, who knows where they can go.
0: Yeah, so my number nine, I'm going to stick with the Colts as well. Um, I do think the Colts are better than Cleveland right now. I think that they played – I think Indianapolis will win. Really disappointing to see them lose to the Steelers. So, I really think the Colts would win that game. But, you know, they didn't win that game. So, I mean, listen. Uh, not not all that confident in this Colts team. Uh, especially with the Steelers' loss. But, again, they're top 10. Like, I don't think they're going to make a significant playoff push. But, you know, they deserve to be here. So... You know, uh,
1: Matt, what is your number nine? I think we uh let's think we flip flopped here. My number nine is Cleveland. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh I mean you said it before they lost to the Jets. Um, but at the same time they, they didn't really have any receivers to show for it. So uh yeah, I guess it's all receiver dependent. Um again, this is a strong team. People are I guess people are starting to realize that now. So well, let's hope let's see where they can go.
0: Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, again, Cleveland and in, in Indianapolis, I don't think they have a really high ceiling. Um, playoff teams, maybe first-round exits, maybe second-round exits, depending on matchup. Um, not Definitely nothing further than that. So, um, My number eight is a team that has a really high ceiling, but I can definitely see a first-round exit. It's the Ravens. So uh, I got the Ravens at eight. They they've lost they not lost they've won their last five games um that's really impressive by itself um had a strong win against our Giants last week Lamar looks really good their defense looks really good everything's clicking right now for this team um, my only concern is Lamar's inconsistency in the playoffs and even inconsistency in general like he can be an MVP caliber player in the next you know even drive he can be you know, a bowl average quarterback. Um, His inconsistency really um, bothers me, but they seem like they finally uh, solved their running back problem. It seems like J.K. Dobbins has really secured their spot as the number one back. Um, Their defense is playing better, but it does worry me sometimes. Um, They let Cleveland score 42 on them, and Cleveland is, like, your defense has to play bad to like Cleveland score forty two on you. So, I I got the Ravens at eight. I can understand if they're higher on your list, and I can also understand if they're lower on your list. But I think eight's a pretty good spot.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and say they are clearly ten and a half on my list, and I'm gonna say why.
0: Oh, you, so you um, left them off.
1: I left. This is the one team I left off, and I have my reasons. Okay. Um, you stated it. It's inconsistency, and I know we're talking about week seventeen. But this team got blown out in the well, not blown out, but this team got crushed in the playoffs last year by the Titans. So, if you're talking about inconsistency, it's all about momentum for this team. Clearly, they're in a state of momentum where they're gonna keep on doing what they're doing. I love it. I love it. And they keep it up is my question. That's all I gotta do. That's, if they if they keep it up, they're on my list. Great. That's all. All right. Um. Moving on, my number eight is uh they they haven't been on my list in a while, but it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Interesting. Um, yeah, it, it is interesting to see. Uh, I I talked about before. Uh, they they had some inconsistency problems. Um, but now this team is starting to this it's starting to shine just a little bit. I can see some of the some of the light at the end of the tunnel there. Um, it's all about Tom Brady. If he can uh keep his stature. As a franchise quarterback, obviously he's Tom Brady, he's gonna do whatever he has to do, to win. Um, but how about consistency wow consistency with this team? Obviously they kind of showed it uh, in the first half of that Lions game. He played so Tom Brady played so well they put him blame Gabbard for the rest of the second half. So um yeah, I, I I'm I'm starting to see some some something good coming from this Tampa team.
0: So like you said with the Ravens, they're your ten and a half. Um the Buccaneers are my twelve. I think like I don't have my I don't have Miami on this list. I think they're better than the Buccaneers. What worries me about Tampa is that I feel like they're just a bunch of guys, you know. They're a bunch of good football players. Um, I really question Bruce Arians. Um he hires a lot of people to do the kind of the work for him. You know, he wears funny glasses. He's kinda he's I don't think he's the greatest coach. I feel like he's kind of overrated as a coach. Um
1: like you again, like there and again, and again oh. you put the Ravens on I can understand you put them higher or lower I there there are so there's so many reasons this team could be lower on your list there, there could be reasons they're higher I that's just why we put them at 8 just yeah. like the Ravens
0: and it's like how do you have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown on one football team and still sometimes like underperform in the passing game
1: it's re- How do you not like, put about like 50 points like- it's
0: really inconsistent and again with their defense. I said this earlier in the year if the Buccaneers are on top of their game and they're playing at the best of their ability, they are the best team in the NFC and I'm sticking to that. But they they don't. They they don't play like that anymore. They were on my list before. They've left and I don't think they're coming back. Well, obviously they're not cuz it's, you know, week 7. Understandable. So, um right, I'm going to we'll move, move on, on, on to number 7. Um I got Pittsburgh. So, the last time we did a top 10, Uh, they were at seven, and then they lost to the Bengals, and we haven't done a top ten since then, but I feel like they've kind of got a little bit of their oomph back after this game, um, like, you know, they got a lot more energy, you know, they got a nice comeback win, I feel like that's really what they needed, um, they were in a bit of a losing streak, I don't think they could have afforded to lose four straight, and then go into the playoffs a week later, but they've kind of gotten a little bit of their energy back, and, their, their team's getting a little bit healthier, and I don't see the Steelers doing much, but I think a second-round playoff exit is a reasonable expectation now for the Steelers.
1: Yeah, I do agree, and I agree so much that they're also number seven for me. So, yeah, uh, I gotta admit, uh, they were a little lower, they were a little higher on my list, they're actually five, but, um... I put them at seven it's all about uh how this team can perform in the playoffs for me obviously they're not fully they're not at full strength this week with Mason Rudolph as the quarterback but yeah I guess it's all about how they can perform in the playoffs it's um playoff based, basically it's all about their matchup so they're they're kind of in the middle for me
0: yeah again if they have a tough matchup um i don't I don't see them winning like a team like you know, I'm trying to think of a really tough matchup. Like, probably, I think Cleveland would beat them at full strength. I think you know Cleveland is going to beat Pittsburgh this week. But even if Big Ben came back, I think Cleveland has the advantage. So you know, if they get a tough game, I I, I do reasonably see a second round playoff exit. I think they'll win a playoff game, uh, especially if they beat Cleveland without Big Ben, which is its own question. Up. Oh. So. That's really. My number six is Tennessee. Uh, I expected them to beat Green Bay, and they didn't. And they lost kind of embarrassingly. Um, Again, do I doubt Derrick Henry in the playoffs? No. Uh, I do doubt the secondary. The secondary has been weak. Um, They let Aaron Rodgers bounce all over it. Again, Aaron Rodgers right now is playing like the best player in the NFL. But, again, they... It's a big weakness that I cannot oversee. I can't put them as a top five team if they can get cooked that badly on defense. Um, the teams ahead of them can't really get cooked that badly on defense. So I have, I have the
1: Titans at six. I strongly believe you have a camera on my phone. You have them at you six? Can see who I'm putting? Yeah, yeah, uh, I have them at six. I'm convinced
0: we have the um, same rest of our list because I don't yeah, think the top I, five are really I debatable. We, I
1: think we have- In top five, too. But, um, yeah, Tennessee, when you're rolling with the best running back in the league, uh, what else is there to really say? I mean, the receiving core has been pretty good so far, also. Um, so, yeah, they got a nice receiving core. Ryan Tannehill, is doing pretty good as well. So, a lot to say about that team. Again, yeah, I did did expect a close game. Yeah, I did expect them to win, or even, even to be close, but, uh, Aaron Rodgers in the snow had uh, different ideas, and you can't really stop Aaron Rodgers in the snow at Lambeau Field, Jake. Yeah, so, so Latin- I'm assuming we have the I'm assuming we have the same top five. Yeah, I don't think
0: it's really that debatable. I mean, it might be. Oh. We might we might have switched a few teams, but at number five, I'm going to talk about this team a little bit more in depth because I feel like they've they're a real interesting team going into the playoffs now that they've solved a really I don't big know, issue. I don't know who it is? Uh, it's Seattle, so...
1: Yes, sir! So,
0: you have yours at five. Okay, so I'm going to talk about it first. So, Go their ahead. offense lately has not been good. I'm just going to say that. Lately, their offense, not not good. I'm not impressed. Which is, you know, weird for a Seattle who's been great on offense all year. However, since the arrival of Carlos Dunlap, like, this, the pass rush has been solved. And I, I know Jamal Adams got healthy around the same time. And he's helping with that too, but uh, when a team has a great pass rush, it also affects the corners because it gives the quarterback less time, and that means less time for the corners to cover the receivers. Because, you know, obviously the longer the corner has to stay on the receiver, the more tougher it is for the receiver to... I mean, the the more tougher it is for the corner to cover the receiver. I don't know, words. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, Seattle, Mm -hmm. Seattle, they solved that problem, and I'm not, I'm never, and I will never doubt Russell Wilson in the playoffs, he's a different quarterback in the playoffs, and if he can play like he was playing earlier in the season, uh, along with this defense, uh, don't be surprised if they make the Super Bowl, I'm just gonna say that.
1: Yep, um, as we, as I said before, I think we have, like, basically the same top five, but yeah, Seattle's on my five, um. Yeah, basically the same thing here. Um, Seattle, uh, yeah, the offense has, it's slacked. Obviously, we're kind of underestimating them. They have 11 wins, but um, they haven't looked like it. But a win is a win. doesn't really matter how you get it, but the way you get it really kind of shows how the team is going to perform, how the rest of the team performs. So, yeah, Do, does this team go far in the playoffs? Sure. Um, yeah, I could see them winning one or two playoff games. Do they make the Super Bowl? I don't, I, I don't know. Do I think so? Not really right now. But, uh, yeah, like you said before, if Russell Wilson, uh, continues to play, if he plays like he did earlier in the year, MVP stature, his team could go far. Um, it's all dependent on the defense with Carlos Dunlap there. There's a, there's a lot of presence now I see on that defense. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit better.
0: Yeah. So I'm pretty sure we have the same number four, which is the Saints. Saints. Do you have them at four? The Saints are my number four. Jake. Okay, so the Saints. Um, can I
1: um can I explain this one? Because we're probably you start, gonna repeat. You start. Anyway. Yeah. Alright, Jake. Uh um I got a name for you, alright? I got one name for you here. Uh Alvin Kamara. Um when you score six touchdowns against a semi decent defense, there's there's something to say because he hasn't had a, that good of a game in a while. And um it's about time, honestly. Brees is back. He's back in his full form even though he's almost died kind of. But uh, he's fine. Um and Alvin Kamara just had a day on Christmas, so uh I think uh this team is rolling. And I, they got a good shot at making some NFC Championship game.
0: Yeah, I do, I do see them making the NFC Championship game. So, I mean, listen, Drew Brees, he, he can do his thing. Can't really throw the deep ball. But the Saints, in my opinion, are the most vulnerable team in the NFC. They can easily lose to a worse team, in my opinion. And they have been for years. They've been like that. They've lost to lower seeds in the playoffs. And they've been very vulnerable in the past. So I'm just worried about that. But they're a really talented team. And it's a defensive team, which you don't see from a lot of Saints teams. It's usually Drew Brees running the show and being a very offensive team. This is a defensive team uh, nearing Drew Brees' end of the career. So with with that, I mean, they're just vulnerable. But that's their only issue. They got a good offense and a pretty good defense.
1: I think they're I think they're also proud that the uh they're also happy that the Vikings will not be making the playoffs this year. So Yeah. <laughs> that's a good thing. That's good for them. All right, I'm assuming... Yeah, I'm assuming we have the number three and is it uh you can say it. You say it. Green Bay? Yeah. Alright. So, well You go. Yeah. Yeah. It's Green Bay. Uh yeah, when you're playing in the snow at Lambeau, uh, watch out. You might get blown out just like Tennessee did uh last Sunday. Um, I guess it's it's an effect. I mean, they love the snow over there. So they play very well snow as it was a show they got blown they blew out the Titans. Um it just shows. Uh their defense has started to it started to get started to get better. Um, if it does improve by playoff time, they're definitely Definitely NFC Championship lock. Um, I mean they're currently the first. They're currently the holders of the first seed. So uh, that could change depending on what happens this weekend. But yeah, this is a very strong team. I got to admit, very strong.
0: Yeah. So my biggest worry was that Green Bay couldn't beat a big team, and they have silenced me. Uh, they beat Tennessee. Um. Granted, it was a good matchup for Aaron Rodgers, but I'm not going to make that as, oh, he has to beat like a bad matchup, because that's hard to beat a bad matchup. And if you can beat teams that match up worse to you, then you're a Super Bowl-caliber team. And I do, as of right now, Green Bay is my favorite to make it out. But like the Saints, they're kind of vulnerable. Um, I can see them getting a tough matchup, a team that's like power run in the NFC, which you don't see a lot of, but I, don't, I feel like, if the Rams make the playoffs, they're kind of a bad matchup for them, and a lot of a lot of teams are not. Again, not really a lot, but they, they have very few bad matchups. But you know, if they have a ma- a matchup against a power run team, they might get you know exposed. But again, my biggest problem with Green Bay was they haven't beat a good team, and they finally beat the Titans, so they they beat a good team. So, so. Um
1: um i think our number 2 some could argue that um some I, I bet you some people are putting them at 1 at this point um it's the buffalo bills yeah um, so
0: i left the bills what? off and i put the jaguars
1: oh see i did the same thing except i put um i put yeah i put the jets instead though
0: oh okay so uh the jaguars um i get it that their defense isn't great but they got a a great quarterbacking and mike lennon uh, they got a great offensive line that I can't name a single person off of. And, you know, <laughs> great receiving core. So, you know, Jacksonville's pretty good
1: in number two. Number two, the Jets. Uh, Yeah, Uh, let's go on. Number one. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, number number two, we got Buffalo. Uh, yeah, Jake, like I said, I think some people are putting this team at one, and I can definitely see why. Um, They have some firepower to them. And as much as we could say Kansas City escaped with that win against Atlanta it was still a win but um yeah Buffalo's creeping up and i think as we said last week uh the one team that could really match up well against the D- the Chiefs is the Bills if they were to lose i think it would be the Bills
0: yeah so obviously my number 2 is the Bills um you can make a re- like i said earlier in the podcast you can make a really good argument of the best team in football but I mean, it's hard to go against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. It's really difficult to say they're not the best team in the NFL. And I'm not ready to give Buffalo that title, but a really strong argument can be made. So, as I mentioned before, and I feel like the entirety of this podcast, I think we've both had the Chiefs at one. I don't. Well, I don't think that's changed so the entire time. Like, no, I sure. put the
1: Giants in. Time.
0: Yeah, so I'm like looking back into like our prior. Yeah, so the first, so the first thing, the first uh, top ten we did, we had the Chiefs at one. Uh, no surprise, the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. However, the, they've lost their. They've, won. they've they've won their last, what seven or eight games now by six or less. They almost lost to the Falcons. Um, if it wasn't for a very rare Young Hoi Koo missed field goal, uh, that like, that game we go to overtime. Yeah, that, but, it's like a
1: blue, that's like you know, yeah, that's like once in a lifetime. That's like a thing once there. in
0: a lifetime moment, young Haiku missing a field goal, but Yeah, he
1: doesn't miss. He
0: he does not miss. But
1: um, you, you can yeah, make a really uh,
0: strong argument that the Chiefs aren't the best team in the NFL. Which we haven't been able to say the entire history of this podcast, pretty much.
1: No, I am. The Giants are better. But oh, okay. the Giants
0: have won. Okay. Yeah. I I respect um, that. But,
1: I mean Blake Martinez, dude, like he's he's been amazing. Yeah. Best free agent signing of the year.
0: Blake Martinez is my favorite wide receiver. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, no, it's you know, the Chiefs, man. The Chiefs. Um yeah, I'm gonna say it again. We say it time, time, and time again. How good Patrick Mahomes is. Even if they lose by six, he still finds a way to win. And even if he went into Young Waiku's head and said, Yo, can you miss this? And he missed it for him, like he's got some magical powers, dude. Like this guy's like some sorcerer. I'm just saying, but uh, yeah, this chief team, it, it, we could say is unstoppable. I mean, they're, they're 14 and one. Um, that's pretty darn good. So yeah, I, I they, they make a case for me. I mean, again, we said before, you can make a great case that the Bills are number one, but, uh, it's very hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes. So,
0: yep. I totally agree. So, with that, this is going to be our last podcast before the NFL playoffs. And I will tell you, the NFL playoffs will give us a lot of stuff to talk about. So with that, we are going to sign off. We are going to say our goodbyes. Uh, happy Dude, New Year, guys.
1: Yeah, it's also our last podcast of 2020.
0: That is true, um, unless we do another one, but I doubt it.
1: I doubt yeah. that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I hope you guys have a great, safe, happy and a healthy new year. Go, go do what I'm about to tell you to do. Go follow our Spotify. Go follow our TikTok. Go follow our Instagram. Go follow our YouTube channel that we don't really post to. Um, Do it all. And share it every, Share it with your friends. Do whatever you got to do. Get us out here. Uh, we're not clout chasers, but we're definitely trying to do something with this. So thank you guys again. And we'll see you guys in 2021.
0: All right, guys. Bye-bye.